And that's the big thing. She she she's forcing herself to eat the salad, which is mentally draining her because she doesn't want to eat it. She wants to eat something else. So she's mentally draining herself every day to force the salad down, which is in actuality, you know, sabotaging her results. And she doesn't, you know, she can and, and so it's both mentally sabotaging and physically sabotaging her results. And where where she can go eat what she wants and get way better, you know, probably better macros because she's gonna eat a smaller, she's gonna eat a smaller portion because it's more filling to her mentally and physically. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way. And each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode and today's guest. We've had him on the show before, but it's always nice to have him back on. He was Good. actually on for our original podcast, right, Chris? Yes, ma'am. It's good to be back here. <laughs> Yes, and he actually helped launch our podcast. He's an amazing personal trainer here in Virginia Beach, and he is actually the person who introduced me to intermittent fasting, so I'm so grateful for him, um, and he's helped me so much in my fitness and weight loss journey, so welcome, Chris Sykes. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. So for our listeners, do you remember the first time you telling me about intermittent fasting at the gym for the first time? I do. I remember you had been a little frustrated for a couple of weeks and I just happened to watch a YouTube video on fasting for the first time. And I remember I watched a whole bunch of them in one day. I think I happened to be training you the day after or a couple of days after that. And I told you about it. And you were like, I'll try anything right now at this point. I think you were frustrated with a, with a, with a bunch of other diets. And uh, so I remember I told you during a workout one time and I think you researched it yourself. And then from there launched the, uh, the uh, IF phase. Awesome. So in my second edition of my book, which we just launched and is out now, Waste Away, I talk about people, they don't have to deprive themselves when it comes to food, but everyone needs to decide for themselves, what are their red light, yellow light, and green light foods, which means like, what are foods that are your red light? Like you just, you feel terrible when you eat this, or mm -hmm. you just don't like it, or yellow light foods where you go, I don't feel great when I eat this, but I don't feel terrible. Do you mm -hmm. have any foods like that for you, or can you pretty much eat anything? My red light foods are anything like heavy gluten, so like pasta and a bread. So if I have like an Italian-style dinner, like lasagna and garlic bread, those that combination right there put me out. Like I, I, I think I'll feel that the most out of anything. I would say that and milk products, those two. So gluten and dairy, you just try to limit, but you don't deprive yourself of it. No, I don't deprive myself, but 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 I know I know if I have it, let's just say Too I had much. it for lunch today. But yeah, let's say if I had it for lunch today, I'll I'll be a lot more strict in a time or vice versa. Gotcha. So I like to ask all my guests that come on my show, um, walk us through the day and the life of Chris. So like what is your eating window where you normally eat and what did you eat yesterday and what times did you eat it? Okay, yesterday, I usually, my eating window usually opens up around one or two o'clock. So I, I, I train till around seven, eight o'clock. So I usually get a later eating window so I can eat after I uh, come home from training in the evening. So yesterday, I think I ate around 2.33. So anywhere between 1.30 and 3, I started eating. Uh, yesterday, what did we have yesterday? That's a good question. Oh, I had some rice, uh, 
I tried some vegan food actually yesterday. It was interesting. Some it was supposed to be sweet and sour, like a chicken and rice type dish. And it was it was interesting. <laughs> That's funny. So you start your eating window around one and when do you end it? Uh usually after I get home. So usually probably like around I would say nine thirty, ten, depending on when um I get home usually around eight. So, you know, I'll eat probably around nine, eight thirty, nine, and then that'll usually be my last. So like Anywhere. one to nine, like an eight hour in yeah. window? Yeah, on average, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I want, before we start into the questions, I want to share some amazing testimonials of intermittent fasting that I read, and I want to ask you about them. So this okay. one says, for the newbies out there, I have one instrumental tip that made intermittent fasting work for me and made it a true lifestyle. Don't deprive yourself. If I just followed that one tip when I started, I would have been at my goal weight a lot sooner. I would find myself quitting intermittent fasting at times because I was depriving myself. And what mm -hmm. finally worked for me was to eat what I like to eat. I don't count macros. I don't eat mac. I eat mac and cheese and I eat it until I'm full. And even though it might be slow weight loss, it's sustainable which is huge for people because I'm able to do intermittent fasting for life. And it's not just because I'm lucky, even though we have, even though we have different body types and I'm going through menopause, my daughter-in-law is also doing the same thing with awesome results. I've seen posts of so many people ready to give up because they are finding intermittent fasting hard to stick with. Give it a couple months doing intermittent fasting your way, and I guarantee that it will change your mind. So with that being said, what do you think about this? Like, you know, we're getting a lot of emails of people saying, you know, I'm losing more weight when mm. I'm not eating as clean. So like when I'm like, oh, I got to eat salads, I got to eat this, people are saying, I'm not losing as much weight. But the minute I'm starting to eat, you know, chicken and mac and cheese, mm. and I'm starting to lose more weight because I'm not depriving your, yourself. I've been through something similar. Like when, 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 when I first started intermittent fasting, I thought the same thing. Um, and, I, and I noticed over the month, as the months go on, the weeks I eat, I, I, I ate cleaner. I didn't have, I didn't, uh, just, just, just looking at the leanness, I didn't have as much uh, success. But, but I noticed that, you know, there were some days I just ate pizza. Like that was my one meal of the day I ate a couple slices of pizza. I didn't eat six slices of pizza. You know, I just ate two, three slices. I've eaten mac and cheese. I've eaten chicken. I've eaten, you know, fish. And I've eaten all these things. And I've noticed that I still, I get great results on those days. I, th I mean, I think it's more, I think it's more of the, you're filling yourself up and, and, and you're satisfied eating the foods that you want. So, so it, 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 instead of depriving yourself and eating salad, so if you eat a salad, so let's say salad's not your favorite food. You eat a chicken salad for lunch. You're starving all, all you know, all afternoon you're more likely to get off track doing that day after day after day after day because you, you can only take so much, you know, discipline in your mind before you, it's like an energy bar before you use it up. So I, th I think the way um, the woman described it that just wrote in, that she, she, she's, she's taking a little bit of her foods, but she's not overindulging. She's just eating until she's full, stopping. I think portion size is a big thing, but I think, you know, I saw similar results doing the same thing she did, eating what I wanted and just keeping my eating window straight. Mm. Yeah, I think another thing is, is that what happens is with salads, like, especially like if you went to like Applebee's or you went to like California Pizza Kitchen, like there is a 
the California pizza kitchen salad. I was asking one girl, you know, she was struggling with what she was eating and we were kind of coaching her through. And she said, you know, I've been eating this California pizza kitchen a chicken salad with Dijon balsamic vinaigrette, the full size every day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just not losing any weight. And so I looked up the calories in this California pizza kitchen chicken salad, mm-hmm. even though I'm not propo- proposing counting calories. This salary, the full size, has 1,320 calories, mm-hmm. 94 grams of fat. 75 carbs and 55 grams of sugar. And here is that's a full McDonald's meal with a soda. You know, those stats right there, you can just go get a Big Mac meal at McDonald's and have a Coke on the side, and you would have the same amount of macros as that salad that looks healthy or sounds healthy. Yeah. I mean, think about the amount of fat, the number of carbs, the amount of sugar. And this, this lady was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really doing something. But these salads, if you think about it, when you go to these restaurants, yeah. you, but in her mind, she's, that's not what she wanted. She yeah, didn't that, that, want the salad because she thought she was being good. Yeah, that, that, and, and, and that's the big thing. She, she, she's forcing herself to eat the salad, which is mentally draining her because she doesn't want to eat it. She wants to eat something else. So she's mentally draining herself every day to force the salad down, which is, in actuality, you know, sabotaging her results. And she doesn't, you know, she can, and, and so it's both mentally sabotaging and physically sabotaging her results. And where, where she can go eat what she wants and get way better, you know, probably better macros because she's going to eat a smaller, she's going to eat a smaller portion because it's more filling to her mentally and physically. Let me read this one. It says, I started intermittent fasting in June of 2019. I've lost 20 pounds. I started working out three times a week. I now, I work out more than eight. I haven't worked out more than eight times in four months. I'm doing squeaky clean fasts and my windows range from four to eight hours with a few longer ones thrown in. I eat and drink whatever I want but I definitely stop when I'm full. I love this way of life. I'm no longer taking any medication for acid reflux or any other medication either. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. She got a result. What, what did she say? She worked out eight times in four months or? Eight times and ha- she says, I haven't worked out more than eight times in four months. So oh, okay. like two times a month, maybe at um, most. Can't argue with results. That's what I tell everybody. You know, if, that's working for her and she's seen the results that she wants. Don't argue with the results. You know, other people might have to do other things, but it's, it, you know, a couple workouts, a couple workouts a month is working for her. She's eating what she wants. It sounds like she has good portion control. So she has good discipline when she gets full to stop and not stuff herself. So I, I think that's the key from what it sounds like from the email, but that's beautiful. That, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that, that's the whole point of intermittent fasting, you know, to get the results and be able to satisfy, you know, your taste palate. So one of the things that we're going to now move into is keto and the low carb kind of phenomenon. And I will say this, I feel like I just um, saw a girl who, you know, said to me, this is, if I could have a dollar for every time I heard this, I would just be rich. But the girl was very heavy. She was probably, uh, I would say probably around 350 pounds. And so, and I talked to her and she was like, I said, well, you should read my book. And she's like, well, I just have really learned that the only way for me to lose weight is for me to do the Atkins diet or the keto diet Mm -hmm. and not to be mean, but 
she's at 350 pounds. Yeah. That yeah. diet's not working for you. Like, like that is so delusional. Yeah, that's 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 results. You you have to let the results talk to you. So you've been doing Atkins and keto for let's say a year or two. You started at 350. Maybe you yo-yoed around a little bit when you first started the diet. You probably lost a few pounds, you know, and you did it for a week or so. But if you go from 350, 340, 350, 340, and it's a year or two later, then obviously you need to change some things. It's not working. But but what's interesting to me is her exact words were, the only diet that works for me is the keto diet. And she's right. sitting here at 350 pounds. But in right. her mind, because she does see it go down when mm. she does it, in her mind, it's working for her, even though she's still at that high weight. So let's jump into the listener questions. This one's from Kim in Newport Beach. She says, I'm 57 years old and trying to lose weight. When I was younger, the Atkins diet was super popular and everyone was doing it. Now the keto diet is big and I don't know much about either diet. What is the difference and how much fat, protein, and carbs does each diet have? Well, before we answer this, I do want to say I don't suggest you going on the Atkins and keto diet. I personally suggest that you do intermittent fasting, but mm -hmm. I think it's good to talk about, I, I do think not having massive amounts of carbs is a good idea. I mean, I, I feel the same as you. If I'm eating like bread and lasagna and, you know, that just, it's, you don't feel good. You're just, right. it just weighs yeah. you down. Exactly. Um, but Chris, talk to answer that question for her. Talk to her a little bit about what is the difference between the keto and the Atkins. Well, the keto, well, keto and Atkins are similar. That they both try to just slash your carbs basically to almost zero. So uh, Atkins is a little uh, keto is a little more strict than Atkins. I think Atkins gives you around fifty, and keto. So Atkins. Well, they when the Atkins starts. What, what Atkins does, they start you really low. They say under 20. Oh, under 20. Okay. And keto yeah. gives you a little bit of room. So it gives you about 50. So if you think about 50 grams of carbs, you're talking about like a one Reese's, like one, not good compared to candy, but like one candy bar, maybe one and a half potatoes. So, so that's basically your carbs for the whole day. Uh, I know the keto focuses a lot more on getting, getting the high fat content. The Atkins is moderate fat, moderate protein. And keto is pretty much moderate protein. Like big difference is keto focuses more on high fat. So the high fat's gonna be your energy source. That's what keto, that's what keto, uh, that, that's basically the, the jux of their diet. Like we, we make fat our energy source, you're gonna burn fat all day by not having any carbs in your body. Mm -hmm. And with all the people that I have interviewed that are thin, I would say probably a good majority of them said, you know, some of them would say, you know, I do, when I've gained a little bit of weight, I. I just bring back the carbs a little bit. Like I kind of tighten up just a little bit. I still am mm -hmm. eating them. Like instead mm -hmm. of, you know, half of a potato, I'm, right. I'm instead of one whole potato, I might eat half of a potato or whatever it is that they were used to. They were still eating it. They never deprived themselves. They might mm -hmm. cut back. And then others would say, I don't, a lot of them would say, I just really don't pay attention to the carbs. I eat what I want. If right. I'm starting to gain a little bit of weight, I just take the portion sizes down right. just a little bit. I've heard similar, and I've heard similar testimonies. And me myself, I do the same thing. Like I eat what I want, and then if I notice maybe one week I'm getting a little out of control, you just take, you know, you just trim it in a little bit. You just like, okay, I just need to narrow down how many carbs I'm eating. Maybe I don't need to eat carbs 
if I eat two meals in a day, maybe I don't need to eat carbs, both meals, or I need to just worry about my snack and I'll get some healthier snacks and or anything like that. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayWay.com coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. All right. Jenny in Iowa says I've lost 10 pounds doing intermittent fasting, but lately it's like I can't shake any more weight off. I've pretty much hit a plateau over the last few weeks. And so I've been thinking about trying the keto diet. One of the things I love about intermittent fasting is that I'm not depriving myself from anything I'm eating. I love the philosophy of not depriving yourself from foods. If I go to keto, I feel like I'm going to revert back to deprivation. I'm just in a slump and I need something to get me out of it. What should I do? Jenny in Iowa. I would tell her the big thing is, First, first, how, how long have you been doing intermittent fasting? She said she lost 10 pounds, but it doesn't say how long she's been doing. So it's only been, you know, a month, and that's great results. It's been a month and a half, two months. That's great results. Um, so I would say, one, give it time. Two, she can also look at her eating window. Maybe she's doing 16-8. And, you know, like we, 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 we've talked about it before. Women tend, when they want to lose weight, they tend to have to get a shorter eating window than guys. So women, for the most part, it seemed like four to six hours has been the key, the, you know, the, the, the magic timing window for women. So I would tell her she's not doing that now. Try to go four to six hours uh, with her eating window. Give it more time. She can also try one meal a day, which is just, you know, one big meal every day. And that's it. You just eat that, get, uh, you know, fill yourself up and fast for the rest of the day. And I think she should see her results start moving again. Yeah, I agree. I think one meal a day, if I do one meal a day, it really kind of stirs things up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even one meal and a very, very small snack so that once I do eat that one meal, I'm not ravenous. That is really the magic sauce for me to kind of trim down when I need to lose a few. And I do that about three, four days a week. You know, not, I, 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 don't, I didn't even do it on purpose, but I have one big meal. And I have that my first meal. And then a lot of times I'll just drink a protein shake at eight, nine o'clock and I'm good for the day. And, I, you know, I'm 200 something pounds. So it's not like don't feel like you're going to become the skinniest person in the world. If you're a man or a woman that works out, you know, your strength is important and you, you know, your leanness and your muscles important. Don't think that it's going to tear away at that. You know, I've been able to maintain my muscle mass and my leanness by doing that. 
All right, Michelle in Shreveport. I really enjoy listening to the podcast. And one of your past episodes, I heard a guest talking about carb cycling. I don't 100% understand it, but I do know that you alternate your carb intake. How often though is it? Is it daily? Is it weekly? And how does it help you when you've hit a plateau with losing weight? Also, how does carb cycling work with your protein intake and your workouts? So the carb cycling, what people have done. So I, I, the, this was the only like low, uh, the only carb I would say depletion thing I've tried before intermittent fasting. So basically, carb cycling, you'll have one low day, 20, 50 grams of carbs. And then the next day, let's say, uh, let's say Monday, you have a low carb day. Maybe Tuesday, you work out hard. You got your trainer on Tuesday. You'll have a high. You'll have you know your regular amount of carbs, 150, 200 grams of carbs or whatever it is that fits your macro. So basically, you're just alternating. So you might have four low carb days in a week, then you might have three regular carb days in a week. Um, so that's basically how carb cycling works. People do that for the same reason they do IF and keto and all that. They figure they cut the carbs down, we'll lean out, we'll lose some weight. So that's basic uh, the target of that. What was the other question? And the problem with it is, is that I've seen a lot of people who are like, oh, today's going to be my high carb day. And then they yeah. eat a bunch of high carbs. Then the next day they're like, oh, today's going to be my high carb day again, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, crazy. it just gets crazy. Yeah, you can't go. You can't go crazy with the high. It's, it's, it's like I said. It's, it's it's a specific amount. Like it might be two hundred grams of carbs on your high day. Don't go out and get four or five hundred. And then you see from the macros you just read about the salad is real easy if you're eating out to get over two three hundred grams of carbs real quick. If you think it's my hard carb day and I can do what I want to do, and you see your results slow down a lot by going too far on your high carb days. Yep. All right. It's this one's from Samantha in Bakersfield. I've been doing intermittent fasting and I've been having great results, but I'm noticing that I have a few problems. Like I'm always cold and sometimes I'm constipated. Also, I feel like I'm famished by the time my fasting window ends. When it's time to finally eat, I end up eating so much more than I normally would. Do you have any tips to help with these problems? Me personally, when it's time to end my fast and it's time to eat and I'm starving, if I can drink like a, uh, if, if, if I can have a, a, a little snack, like even one banana, protein shake, um, anything, just, just, just a little bit of tiny snack, that takes the edge off my hunger so I'm not going crazy. You know, I'm not looking like Cookie Monster eating a bunch of cookies when, when it's time for me to eat. So, so what I like to the do- The hunger is snack like, that you always yeah. say, it's time for a hunger snack. Yeah, that's all. Just, just get you a little snack, with, you know, whatever you enjoy. You know, it could be Greek yogurt, almonds, things like that. Uh, eat that first wait a few minutes and then go eat your meal. And then what you'll notice is that your appetite and, and your portions will be a lot more under control because you won't have that overwhelming edge, you know, edge of hunger. It's funny. I, um, I actually have this in my, my second edition of my book because I was mm -hmm. like, when I saw my mom this last time that she came down to visit, I was like, I'm adding this to the book. But literally my mom has a little Ziploc bag in her purse and it has like raw walnuts, raw almonds, just different things. And she mm -hmm. literally, every time, like my sister will be in the car, my son will be in the car. And she literally sounds like one of those people that's like, you know, those people who are like popcorn, peanuts, you yeah. know, those people mm -hmm. at the, that's what she does. She has these little bags. And she just starts taking them out of her purse. It's it's almost like clockwork, like around 11.30, she starts mm -hmm. to get hungry. And she's like, walnuts, almonds, cashews. <laughs> oh, snack. Right and she's like, 
her one thing is that she always says that is you have to have a hunger snack about mm -hmm. an, a, a half an hour to an hour before you eat because it calms you down. Because if you're going into that, that meal ravenous, it's not yeah. going to be pretty. You know, you, when I was a kid, I used to always hear, you know, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. I remember my grandparents and stuff used to say that to me. So it's the same thing. You know, when you're starving, you go to a buffet or something, everything looks good. I can eat three plates of this. But you notice when you go to a buffet, when you're just kind of hungry, you know, it's time to eat, you're ready to eat. You can just eat one plate, be full, eat nice, good, you know, nice, sizable portions of everything. And you still, still, you know, still fill yourself up on the good food, but you're not, you're not going crazy and eating three plates. Yes. And another thing that I would suggest in is magnesium for the constipation um, for this person. Because um, wasn't she saying she's, yeah. So she said, I'm noticing that I'm cold, I'm constipated, and I'm famished by the time I eat. So as far as... Are you cold? Like if you go a long time without fasting, do you get cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that happens to me too, especially when I'm drinking. I don't know. It seems to happen more when I'm like guzzling water during the fast. I, I do get, I, I, I felt similar, similar things. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea to just have like, I have a lot of like, I know this is random, but I will drink a lot of like hot water um, mm -hmm. with like a splash of lemon or just hot water in general and put, um, like some fresh mint in there and just okay. drink hot water if you're, if you're cold. But as far as for the constipation, everyone knows I'm always constipated, but the only thing that really helps me is taking magnesium and mm -hmm. doing my castor oil packs. So okay. I will put in the show notes all about the castor oil packs. Those yeah, help me. Yeah, those too. And I was, uh, you know, if you can get some type of probiotics, you know, fix her gut health. So if you're constipated, that means you're just holding on to all that. All that waste in your in your system. So you constipate your belly's probably bloated too. So you probably don't like the way your belly looks. You're like, why am I so bloated? I'm working out, I'm eating good. So some probiotics might help get that gut health going to where you know you can use bathroom more regularly and then I think you'll feel a lot better. All right. This next one is Betty from Portland. I'm about two months into intermittent fasting and I've heard some of my friends that you can get keto breath while you're fasting. But I don't understand that if you're only doing intermittent fasting and not a keto diet, then how is that even possible? And that's where people, I think it's funny that they have a misconception that keto, when you do, this is what people don't understand. When you do intermittent fasting, you are going into ketosis, Correct. even though you're, you're not eating a, a keto diet. Correct. You actually are going into ketosis. So that's where people kind of, they don't understand that. Talk to people about that for just a second. Well, it's similar because fasting, what we're doing, we're taking a small part of keto and we're doing it daily. And, you know, keto, they're trying to stay there every day. Fasting is basically, you know, long story short, your body's going to run out of carbs to use for energy. That's the whole point of fasting here. And when it runs out of carbs for use, we're hoping to switch over to fat for energy our energy source just like keto just like keto does so we do but we're just taking a small portion of it every day so for 16 hours last couple hours you might be in ketosis instead of being 24 hours a day like a regular keto diet uh, as far as uh what was, it? What was the oh she was talking about her breath so it's yes it's, it can be because of intermittent fast so one of the good things about intermittent fasting is that it detoxifies your body and your body can fix a lot of things that's wrong with it the bad thing about that is it could be in your gut, you know, it's fixing some things. It, it, it doesn't create the best smell when your body's basically cleaning itself up and repairing itself. So, again, the probiotics might be able to help because basically 
your breath is smelling like what is your breath is smelling like whatever's going on in your gut. If you, if you just feel like your breath smells all the time, you didn't eat anything that makes your breath stink. So basically, whatever those whatever's going on in your gut is coming up, and, and that's what it smells like. So again, the probiotics might be able to help it. Uh, peppermint oil has, has also been uh, known to help it a little bit. I would try those two things and see if the breath gets better, which hopefully it does. You can't be walking around. It doesn't matter how skinny you are, walking around with. Yeah, and if you go for a longer fast, what happens is, you know, those keto strips, if you could, you could have eaten like pizza the day before. And then if you did like a, you know, 24 hour fast or what, however, your body processed all of that, your as your body breaks fat down, the acids called ketones begin mm-hmm. to build up in the blood. And so those ketones then leave the body and they go into the urine. So that's why people say like, well, do you want to see if you're in ketosis? One of the things you can do is if you, the presence of ketones in the blood and the urine indicate Mm -hmm. that a person has gone into ketosis, but exactly what you said, like your, what ketosis means is when a person has reached ketosis, their body is burning stored fat instead of glucose. So you could have had pizza the day before, but you could have gone running and done this and done that. And you've burned all that up. You don't have any glucose left in your system. You all you have left is fat. So once you start burning fat, now as the body breaks down that fat, the acids called ketones start building up in the blood. So just doing intermittent fasting actually can get your body into ketosis and does a lot of the time. You're just doing a little bit every day. That's all. That's the only difference. So one thing that I would suggest to them is to start taking peppermint oil. Um, Peppermint oil, if you buy like just the pure peppermint oil, um, Mm -hmm. I've got some great ones on my site, but literally just taking a few drops of of peppermint um, oil in your mouth Mm-hmm. Um, is a great way to, you know, freshen, freshen your breath up and not yeah. have to feel like you're going, breaking your fast. There we go. Got dating tips up here too. And, and, and you know, it's crazy off subject a little bit. Peppermint oil, you know what else it gets rid of? I, 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 used, to do, I used to do pest control years and years ago. Peppermint oil, if you have mice in your house, you put it wherever the mice say they're in your garage, you put peppermint oil along like the door of your garage, mice won't cross oh. the head. An extra tip. I love it. We're helping with the mice. We're helping you to lose weight. I mean, what else do you want? You got to provide the value here. (laughs) Well, it's always fun having you on this show. I appreciate y'all having me. Are ever visiting Virginia Beach. We have a lot of listeners everywhere. You can go check Chris Sykes out. Chris, where can people follow you and your work? Uh, they can go, I'm on all social media. You can go, it's closed, like close the door, green, like the color green, and Sykes, like my last name, closed green Sykes on Instagram and Twitter, or you can just look me up on Facebook at Christopher Sykes and Virginia Beach. Is, and it's under Christopher Sykes? Uh, it might be Chris Sykes, actually. Chris, Chris Sykes, Sykes, yeah. yeah so we'll put, all that, we'll put all that in the show notes so people can follow you and find out more about you. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.